I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hope everybody's doing well today. I want to welcome everybody to the Unimpressed Podcast. And today we have a friend calling in from Los Angeles. And his name is Samuel Chang, Chinese interpreter. He is a big advocate for this book called The Theoba Prophecy. And I want to welcome you to the show. Samuel, how are you doing today? Good. Uh, thanks for having me here. So as we dig into this, what being an interpreter, interpreter seems very um, pragmatic, you would say. So how would you go down this road with this this type of book? And why has this been such a passion for you? Because the book contains contains specific verifiable information from ETs that have a advanced civilization. And it gives a lot of warnings to us. If we don't mend our ways, if we don't change how we live our lives, then we need uh, we better behave. And otherwise, there, there's going to be catastrophes coming up. Uh, it actually asks people to look inside and be more spiritual. Look inside themselves, right? Yes. Well, it's funny you say that. I mean, that's kind of what I preach all the time, you know, and, and then when you think about how things are structured in society, everything takes away from oneself. And a lot of people don't realize that. And you have a close relationship with the author of this book. What is that like? What is his mindset? You know, how do y'all communicate? Well, he was a French Australian. And in his later years, he moved to Vietnam because he was extremely disappointed after he got a book published and no one believed him and his personal experiences, not even the people in the ufology community. So he actually was, um, as a landscaper, he didn't have a lot of education, but the book contains so much information that kind of solves all the mysteries of the paranormal in the world, such as the Great Pyramid of Egypt, the Bermuda Triangle. And I was um, fascinated by the content because the book also says the more incredible things that the author himself wasn't allowed to write in the book. I was determined to find out what else he wasn't allowed to write in the book. So I paid him a visit and communicated with him. And uh, in the very beginning, he wasn't very, he wasn't very friendly. And but later, I got to have the book published in both China and Taiwan, and we became friends. And this has been a a big seller in China and Taiwan, right? Yes. Is China not kind of the exponential country that kind of takes away from oneself um, just because of the population? Exactly. You are absolutely right. So this book uh, tends to wake people up. Even though it's, it's published as a science fiction in China, a lot of people believe the author's personal experiences. It's actually a big seller in both countries, both China and Taiwan. So um, a lot of people have been looking for answers, and, and the book gives them a lot of the answers. I know in China, there is one um, place I've seen. It's underground. It's kind of, a, I don't know what you call it, like an ancient site 
are there not several ancient sites in China um, that maybe represented what this book may have been talking about? Well, the book actually talks about a lot of different uh, sites, but not so much in China, because even though it talks about where the Chinese people or the yellow people and the black people came from, it really doesn't go into specific details about the historical and archaeological sites in China. It talks about the ancient civilizations such as uh, Lemuria and Atlantis and ancient Egypt, and it doesn't really go into details. So this is uh, why a lot of Chinese people have been wondering about why the book doesn't talk a lot about China. I guess mm -hmm. they're very egocentric. <laughs> I have quantum physics and things coming through, and I came up with this, this process of creation of four and everything being linear and mathematically tied together. In the Book of Gates, which is Egyptian, an Egyptian book, it says there were four types uh, of people that humans that were started. There are four types, and one was Asiatic. So knowing that uh, Asiatic was one of the first types of people, it's interesting there wouldn't be more information out there coming from your, you know, your part of the world. Now, this guy, if if you're just listening to the story, this guy was abducted from Earth and was taken to another planet, another civilization. How long was he at this place? Does he remember? Does he know? Well, he was uh, on the planet Theoba for nine days and then came back and wrote a book of uh, his personal experiences. When he experienced difficulty remembering the details, the information just was downloaded to him. So he had to write very fast and quickly and, and record to, to write the details. And actually, you mentioned about the creation of the four. The book emphasizes that uh, in the very beginning, when the universe was created, there were four main forces that created everything, the stars, the planets, the plants and the animals and human beings. So in the very beginning, the, there are four different kinds of forces that created everything. I mean, I've took this a little further and, I, you know, I think this is what with Da Vinci and, and Einstein and some of these guys were trying to figure out. But when I, when I thought about this, I created this process about how to use content and eliminating unconscious bias and then utilizing the data to create a pure source of a demographic of human beings because I study human behavior and I put this together. Ironically, it had seven. I used to say these words. I would say environment. I would say foundation. I would say sensitivities. Uh, I would say tone. I would say timing. And then I got to emotions, which is the sixth step in phase three. And then the last step, I'm going to, I've been calling it social media landscape, but it's really consciousness. And this can kind of apply to anything and everybody. So when I started digging deep and started when this thing creation of four came up, I look and the universe is made of four parts. Then you look at the planets. There's four terrestrial planets. There's four gas planets. And the caveats, I think, that confused everybody is the sun, the moon, and Pluto. Because I don't know why we've discredited Pluto, but for some reason, the sun is the root chakra. The heart, the heart is the earth chakra. The moon is the third eye. And the Pluto is crown chakra. I had Native American on both sides of my family. One side, I had a, a big chief on one side and the other, and they were both Cherokee. And the other side, I had a big spiritual Native family. So I don't know where this information is coming from, but when I walk through this, and you think about four gas planets, and the gas planets were kind of aligned with the senses of the human body when you apply the human tide to the universe, 
right? And that's why they couldn't figure out because I think they've defined it wrong. So then you look, and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole long on this, but then you look at the earth. The earth is made of four parts, core, outer core, mantle, crust. There's four gases. There's four elements. There's four parts of the earth. The human body is made of four humors and so on and so on. Now, here's the kicker. But this is one thing I haven't seen that I noticed. And you maybe you can enlighten me because it's crazy that some of the stuff you you talked about or whatever aligns with this. So the Egyptian symbol with the third eye, right? Sometimes you see the earth as the third eye, and then you see the two things underneath, right? You have the one the one prong going this way and one prong going this way. And I don't know if anybody's ever realized this when I started digging deep in this that the angle of the the angle of the the one in the symbol, right, is a one-fourth angle that's that's in our heads. And I nobody's ever explained that or mentioned that. I've never seen anything on it. But it's a one-fourth angle in that symbol because when you think about the Egyptians and being and going back to the thing I created, a pure source, every piece of that symbol represents a pure source. And I don't know, you can take that or whatever, let's... Let's do something with that. But we'll go on with this story. But that's something that I don't know where that came from myself. But the fact that that's a one-fourth angle that's that's in the penile gland is pretty, pretty wild. Because I've realized, too, that scientists, so I've taught some of these big scientists, that they stay in one lane and they kind of have blinders on. And these are like top of people because because science don't let them get out of their box. Right. They don't let put pieces of the puzzle together. And when I understood that, that's why I started digging deeper. So when you talk about you mentioned the, the pyramid, what does the book say? What did he find out? What was he told about uh, the pyramid, the Great Pyramid? The Great Pyramid of Egypt was actually built 17,000 years ago by a very wise and knowledgeable person named Thoth, originally from Atlantis in a nine-year period of time, using anti-gravitational technologies and supersonic vibratory systems to cut the huge stones in a very precise manner. And the Great Pyramid was actually built as a tool to capture cosmic and terrestrial energy so that the users, the pharaohs of ancient Egypt, used it as a tool to communicate with people on other planets and also to make rain. In other sense, it projects energy to the outside of uh, Earth so that uh, it's a way to communicate with uh, people on different spheres and planets. And I found that to be very interesting because um, there are scientific studies nowadays showing that pyramid structures uh, do have this kind of uh, ability to capture uh, energies. And also uh, University of Reading from the UK did a study and experiment to project certain energies into the sky, what they call the organ energy to make rain. So it uh, kind of uh, corroborates what the book says about the pyramid. Now, I had another rationale about some of the pyramids, and I don't know when this happened. Did Was there anything about a battle, right? Because when you look at some of these ancient sites, in the biggest the biggest spiritual thing is is over the bloodline. So when you look at these some of this these sites that had represented with these serpents, and it looks like some of these sites had like places where they just bled people out to take their blood. And the ones that had the serpents had a place, and then there's ones that had different different representation. Did they say that when this dark entity 
or whatever it was came to earth? Was there some type of battle or there's something going on that has never been talked about? Well, according to this book, it blames uh, the organized religions, the priests um, of the ancient civilizations, because uh, people knew, used to know uh, what life was about. But the priests and the organized religions distorted the knowledge of spirituality, uh, leading people into downfall and making human sacrifices, which is actually against universal law. So people used to have the knowledge, but then it got distorted by our own doing, by, by the religious leaders of the past, um, and similar to what's happening right now in our current world. Actually, I want to elaborate what you said about the creation of four. The ancient people knew, I mean, the people from Atlantis and Lemuria knew how the universe and how Earth and how people were created. So it's actually by the four different forces. So they actually wrote that into ancient stone plates, the Nazca plates. And I think in India, some of the temples still have the remnants of such plates that recorded the creation of the universe. And that knowledge was was passed on to uh, the ancient Egyptians. So that's why there are some, like uh, a lot of uh, graphics and, and designs that are kind of uh, what you just mentioned, four parts. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll just give you two of the examples of the two different, for uh, the four different forces that created everything. One force is the cosmic rays that created animals and also the human um, physical body of human beings. So some people always ask like, what? came first, chicken or egg? Neither. It's the cosmic rays that created the physical bodies of chicken, and then that happens, and, and they are able to kind of uh, have offspring, offsprings. And the other force, the other force of the four forces, is actually the spiritual force of the Creator. So when God created every one of us, according to this book, it inserted a tiny portion of itself to each one of us so that he can experience everything that we do in our lifetime. So we send feedbacks to the Creator through our higher selves so that everything can be recorded and experienced and we can learn from the challenges in our lifetime and, and how we respond to the challenges are the lessons we need to learn. Those are the spiritual lessons, not material accumulations. It's just um, how we respond to the challenges is something that we need to learn and constantly learn. And we do have reincarnations and we just keep learning and keep learning different lessons in, in our lifetime because God wanted us to be perfect. We need to keep purifying ourselves in order to go back to the source. But we don't go back to the source immediately right after we die. We have to keep purifying ourselves through different uh, reincarnations, through different lifetimes in order to move up to the move up the ladder and to go back to the source. So you think it's crazy that because I came up with this idea just out of the air, you know, and then my wife told me it was quantum physics. Do you think it's odd that I had this understanding? Because it's there's not a lot of information out there um, about this creation of four. I mean, it says in the Bible, you know, uh, the number four is creation. The cross represents four. When I understood data, right, and how I utilize data to eliminate unconscious bias, and, and if you realize that if you tied 
how the universe was created to the human body, to earth. And then all these intellectual people could look back at that and see where, because it's going to be mathematically tied together, could see where all the wrong decisions have been made because it was supposed to be, you know, creation was supposed to be one. Uh, you know, everybody was supposed to be one. Do you? What do you think about that information coming through a source you never met before and had a very similar, I guess, ideology? What, what was your, what would be your thoughts about that? I think the creation of four is from ancient knowledge. I believe that uh, it's consistent with uh, what the book writes about when everything was created. Um, then there are four different forces that got passed on to ancient. Uh, People in uh, Lemuria, which actually existed about 200,000 years ago, and but suddenly vanished because of an earthquake 14,500 years ago. So, and and some other people pass on the knowledge to uh, the people on Atlantis, and people uh, Atlantis uh, was actually suddenly uh, disappeared as well. And some of the knowledge was actually stored and kept in the library of uh, Alexandria, but the library got burned. So I think this is uh, kind of. Uh, I would say um, consistent with ancient knowledge, and I think uh, we should really look into that. The creation for. I mean, there's always stuff coming through. It blew me away when you understand the the four elements, right? You understand Earth. I started looking at foundation too of Earth, and I went to this place in uh, went to Curacao, the ABC Islands in Curacao. For some reason, I reverse engineer everything, and when I and when I realized that the ABC Islands, there's no hurricanes. There's no predators on these islands. There's no predators around these islands in the water. And then I started looking at the foundation because I say you can find the answers to anything in the foundation and realized the minerals in this area are the, basically the densest minerals in the world because these volcanoes were under under the water when this part of the world was created. So if you understand that, you understand that and the vibrations from that density, obviously the the density of that has is somehow scaring, the vibrations are scaring away any type of predators in that area. So if that's the densest part in the world and you go outside of that, everything else becomes less dense and the vibrations change. If you understand density and vibrations of the earth, and then you add the, the elements on top of that, people don't take in consideration what environment has done to the human race and how much effect it has on people. And then you add four humans, you know, the vibrations of the foundation, you know, the elements, you know, everything you had four humans. And let's say you eliminate the unconscious bias that they, let's say these four humans don't have emotion. You could predetermine based on the vibrations of, in the density of where you're at on earth, based on the elements. That's why different parts of the earth look different because the vibrations are different. You could put these four types of people and determine what they're going to do. So when you add emotions to that, which is creation, creativity, this is where it gets a little shaky. And then you add a demonic piece to that, that I don't think maybe God expected. Then things really get crazy. What do you think about that type of ideology? Well, I think the uh, what you mentioned is uh, consistent, uh, except for the demonic Demonic activities. I think that's the free will of the people. The the okay. greedy, <laughs> in like uh, people people have free will. They they either discipline themselves or they just uh, deviate from the the right path. And actually, the you know when the word sin came up, I did some research. And originally, that the the intention of the word sin was to 
mean the deviation from the right path. And it's not meant to be what's actually translated into Chinese as like a guild or maybe like a crime or something like that. It's actually uh, the free will causing the deviation from the original intention or intent of the creator. So I think that's probably um, the reason why we have so many um, different issues in the world, because we have free will. You know, and I've had Dr. Stephen Greer on my podcast, too. And, and you know, he talks about zero point energy. And if you if you understand yeah. his his focus, you know, that energy represents one. It's it's symbiotic energy. It represents because it would make everybody self-sufficient. Um, and he says that ancient civilizations are not you know, which we call UFOs are not a threat to us. So what do you think about some of the narratives that have been created that want us to think? there's a threat. Well, if the ETs are to invade us, um, they would have done that long time ago. And um, actually, Michel de Marquet, the book, Theoba, uh, the author of the book, Theoba Prophecy, was told that we were not allowed to explore the solar system or outside of the solar system because we are not ready. We are still having wars amongst ourselves. And then the, just a use an example, like if you are in a forest in China, and see like two groups of gorillas fighting against each other, would you want to invite them to your beautiful mansion? You wouldn't because they are going to make a mess. They're going to pollute everything. So we are the polluters in the in the world and we are not going to be allowed to um, explore the universe yet unless we know how to behave. Similarly, if other ETs want to pollute the universe or to invade us, they would have been prevented by the... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We keep a lot of emotions bundled up inside in life, and sometimes we got to talk to people. I witnessed the benefits with my own two eyes. I have a close friend that was struggling with depression and felt like she had no one she could consistently talk to because of her busy schedule. She was matched with a therapist through BetterHelp. After several months of sessions, I've seen a tremendous change in her personality and in her life. If you're needing therapy and, and want to get some of those things off your chest, it's entirely online and designed to conveniently work around your schedule and empower you to be the best version of yourself. Just fill out a questionnaire and they will align you with the right therapist. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com unimpressed today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash unimpressed.
higher levels of ETs that are doing the same thing to us. So we went to the moon, but we were warned off on the moon. That's why we haven't been back in the last 50 years or so. Um, I think we are not ready. I mean, the, some companies or the government say we are going back to the moon again, land on the moon again. I think they're just trying to get uh, more funding. They probably don't want anybody on the moon, you know, if it's the third eye. So it makes sense that they wouldn't want anybody there. What was the other main part you said? You said the pyramids, and then there was one other thing. You said there was some information in the book. There is actually a lot of information in the book, such as the Bermuda Triangle, the statues on Easter Island, reincarnation, the stories in the Bible, why Jesus, why there's no record of Jesus performing miracles before the age of 30. And why there's a tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo Village, Japan, that people can look up on the internet and visit. So it explains a lot of the things like, um, I'm pretty surprised and shocked at the content of the book. Um, and it actually took Michel de Marquet to his uh, 80 past lives. It gave suggestions to the US, US government on how to build a time machine, the mistakes that they made in the, in the past. And also um, the human energy field, the auras that some people can see and what ghosts are? Some people claim that they can see ghosts. Yes, there are ghosts, but what are they? Um, so this book explains a lot of uh, the things that we can verify. It actually says that they were kind of um, responsible for the destructions of the two cities, Soda and Gomorrah. They were responsible for leading Moses, I mean, who led uh, the Hebrews out of uh, Egypt. And, and they were responsible for preventing Germany from being the first country to develop the atomic bomb. All this sounds a little bit uh, out there, but um, I did my research and found that um, it's actually consistent to some of the evidence that I've been researching. Interesting. Now, what do you think about bloodlines? Because, you know, I was told that my bloodline was from John the Baptist. And the rationale of that is, is that Cherokee Indians, which I think are Egyptians, uh, because there's py pyramids all over the world that have been hidden, especially in the area where my family lived. There was a pyramid in the Clitch River in eastern Tennessee, like in the western part of North Carolina. And then they had the Moon Knights, and, and that's where all the Cherokee Indians were. I mean, what what do you think about bloodline? Because when I was told that, I'm like, either this girl's the biggest, you know, hustler, you know, she's trying to con me, whatever. I mean, what do you think about that type of lineage that people may have? I, I think bloodlines and lineages are, are really important for a person's uh, personality and traits. And But we have to also realize that uh, besides the physical body, we also have the astral body and other aspects as well. So when a person dies, um, the astral body leaves the physical body and reunites to the higher self after three days. So this is why Jesus died on the cross and resurrected after three days. I mean, and also the Tibetans, the Tibetans in China, um, they have a custom in which the corpse of the dead are not to be touched for three days. Um, so I think uh, lineage is definitely important. According to this book, <laughs> the higher self divides itself into nine parts and sends the astral body or electrons to nine different physical bodies. So we do have uh, similarities with other people and and also we do have uh, genetic traits as well from our parents, from our lineage. So it's a very complicated uh, system that forms uh, our human beings that makes life more interesting. Now, the author of this book, and I've also, you know, I've talked to uh, Tony Toppin. Um, he's like a UFO guy in, in England. And, and I read about the author of this book. He was from Normandy. Is that right? 
Yes. Now, was he Scandinavian? Because there's a lot of, you know, Nordics have been, you know, in this conversation uh, about this, the the pale skin type of uh, ancient civilization. Is that, you think the the author had some connection with that and that's why they took him away for nine days or whatever it is? Is that is that who this was? Well, he was a French man and who moved to Australia and uh, he, he was not a Nordic. He didn't have any connections to the Nordic people at all. And the reason that they took him, not others, because uh, one, um, he was he had a pure mind. He wasn't like a journalist or a ufologist who had agendas or preconceived notions. He was just a landscaper, like a white, a blank piece of paper to write on, so that he would be able to write accurately what he personally experienced to the letter. This is the minor reason. Uh, another reason was that uh, he was a man of action. He he actually took actions um, of uh, his words. I mean, this is another minor reason. But the main reason was that he actually had 80 past lives previously. And only people like him who have had the 80 past lives could survive for nine days on their planet because of the vibrations. Um, people like me who probably wouldn't, don't have 80 past lives, uh, wouldn't be able to survive for nine days on the planet. So according to the book, that's the main reason that they took him, not others, to their planet. When he wrote this book, was it just like a download of information? I mean, what was he feeling? Did he know? Did he even know how to write? I mean, how did he get the information out? Well, he after he came back, he decided he started to write a book, but sometimes he would forget certain details, and then the information was downloaded to him, and he was told that he would have no problem remembering the details because they were going to help him out when he began writing the book. That's what happened. After he wrote the book, um, he had a hard time publishing the book in Australia because all the publishers he contacted wanted to have the book published as a science fiction. But he insisted the book to be published as nonfiction. So they took him like a few years afterwards to get it published. What's your spirituality for you to have this passion to push this narrative? I mean, maybe you did have 80 past lives. Why do you, why do you say you didn't have 80 past lives? <laughs> I hope that I had 80 past lives. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I never uh, get any uh, hypnosis on my past lives or past life regression. So I was just uh, guessing. I mean, my passion is that I learned the things that he didn't write in the book, that he wasn't allowed to write in the book. And I think uh, if we don't change our ways, I mean, we are going to be in, in a very big trouble in the future. So this is why I've been, I've been trying to promote the messages in the book, hoping that we have um, a certain change in the collective consciousness to really focus more on the spiritual aspects of our lives. Because this event of uh, chat GPT and the technologies, um, I think it's very dangerous for people to rely on uh, technologies that people can influence and, and give out the answers that people look for. We should uh, look inside of ourselves and not to rely on artificial intelligence or spiritual leaders or, or certain gurus or politicians. The answers lie within ourselves. This is why I think the most important sentence in the Bible would be, the kingdom of God is within you. Mm -hmm. So I think we should know that. And this is why I've been focusing on a lot of um, my work in, in letting people know about this. Now, can you talk about any of the stuff that's not in the book? Well, I actually wrote the article um, because Michel de Marquet told me that the ETs um, asked him to tell me not to tell anyone else about that fact. 
But what they didn't say is that I couldn't write a, an article and revealing as many clues and hints as possible. So that's what I did, revealing as much as possible without telling the details. So the title of the article is uh, The Second Coming of Christ. So you can imagine what that is about. So I can give you additional clues. Enoch was taken away by God, the Theobans or the Jehovans. And he, uh, so we, we know that because there's a book of Enoch that people can look up to. A few decades later, Noah, his great grandson, was told to build an ark and to warn about the flood that's coming up. And uh, Michel de Marquet says that he found a lot of similarities to the description, description of Enoch, the book of Enoch. And he was told to write a book as well. And you can imagine what's going to happen a few decades later. So this is why time is of the essence. We need to really know that we don't have much time left. We need to really change our ways and to form this kind of collective action uh, through nonviolent resistance to rise up against tyranny um, so that uh, we can change the world, the future for the better. When you deal with these people who have all this money, because it's a money game, how do we get these people to, you know, give up the materialistic stuff and, and, and dig in? I mean, did they say anything about that? Well, it actually gives a very good example of what uh, happened on a different planet, a planet of the same category as Earth, the Category 1 planet, in which a country was under a dictatorship government. Everything was uh, kind of uh, focused on the materialistic aspects of life. It only took about four people who formed uh, a small, who, who preached uh, spirituality and love, and they actually stood outside of the palace of the government and telling people what to do. And they, they got killed um, expectedly because the government uh, had no qualms of um, killing people on their planet. But a few months later, people learned about the importance of uh, the teachings of the four people. They formed a collective group and they, they had a strike. Everyone joined in, the police, the uh, doctors, the lawyers, and everyone joined in and the government had to back down. So they threw nonviolent resistance that everyone can get together and to change the ways the government has been trying to control the people and, and the financiers as well. Um, if you think about that, we work for the benefit of the financiers, the people on the top. If we stop working together, the biggest losers will be the financiers. So they have to cater to our demands and, and they survive um, on, on the <laughs> labors of us. Uh, mm -hmm. If we don't, labor for them, if it stopped working for them, uh, they would uh, lose more than us. We would lose very little, but they would lose very big. What was the deal about the Bermuda Triangle in the book? Well, the Bermuda Triangle is just a natural phenomenon. Uh, it's a warp or portal into a parallel universe. So this is why people like David Pilatus uh, have been, has been documenting, like have been documenting people who just suddenly vanish in the national parks in the US and Canada. So people who are near the parallel universe, the portals, they got sucked into this uh, kind of a different uh, uh, sphere in which time stops. And Michel Demarquet actually saw what this is like in inside of a parallel universe, in which he saw people wearing medieval clothes and people who behaved like savages. In a parallel universe, time stops, and the people there don't feel any pain and hunger or thirst. And um, it's very interesting that uh, the book details uh, a story of a guy who just vanished in the 1800s, and so detailed that I was able to locate and, and 
track down the news report of that person. The person's name is um, is uh, Oliver Lurch, and also and people can search on the internet. He vanished in his backyard when it was snowing, and his footsteps. Stopped in the middle of the of the of the backyard. So the new the parallel universe or the parallel world is uh, it's a bad place or it's okay or what? I mean, is it? Would you not want to go there? I mean, what what is it? I mean, people can explore the parallel universe, but I wouldn't suggest people to go there because uh, unless they know how to get out, they're forever stuck there. So it's a place that people just uh, have nothing to do over there, and they don't know that time stops. Um, so I think it's a it's a place that I wouldn't want to go there. And there was something about there was a second Jesus. I talk about law of attraction all the time. Uh, what was the thing about the second Jesus? Let me start from the first Jesus, the person, the Jesus who was born from Virgin, the Virgin Mary. Mary, he was born from the implant put by the ETs into the uterus of. Virgin Mary, and he was indeed okay. she was indeed a virgin because they really wanted to project that someone was going, someone extraordinary was going to be born this way and to fulfill the prophecy. But when a person is born from the embryo, um, he would have to pass through what the uh, ancient Nagas would call the river of oblivion, forgetting all the things that happened in the past lives, forgetting all the uh, abilities and knowledge to perform miracles. This is why the Jesus. The young Jesus uh, couldn't perform any miracles. Um, he later went to India and died in Japan. So there's a tomb of Jesus Christ in Shingo village, Japan, that people can look up on the internet and visit. The Christ, on the other hand, who began preaching, who performed all the miracles, was actually an ET being who uh, went inside of the body of Jesus made by the uh, ETs. So there are two actually bodies of Jesus at the same time. One who went to India and died in Japan. The other is a body who made by the ETs who appear to be like Jesus. In order to be able to remember the abilities to sh to perform miracles, because people in the past, as well as people nowadays, um, people are were and are skeptical. Unless someone who can perform miracles, we wouldn't believe him. So this is why he they had to have someone uh, who could perform miracles so that his teachings could be believed. So this is why in the Bible, when Jesus, when Christ saw his mother, when he began preaching, he didn't call his mother mother. He called his mother woman. So I'm a linguist. So I know this is really absurd because mother and son have a very special relationship. Not a single language in the world in which a son would call his mother woman. This just doesn't happen. So mm -hmm. this actually shows that uh, Christ is different from Jesus, from a different perspective. And, and he died on the cross and then resurrected three days after just to show people that there is life after, after death and there is reincarnation. But uh, as we all know, the uh, ancient scriptures of the Bible were distorted by the Catholic Church councils and the concept of uh, reincarnation was later removed uh, from the Bible. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, what do you think about someone here today? They say every, everybody has some type of ability. Some are stronger than others. What would you think about that? I think it's natural. It's a natural phenomenon as well. I mean, Christ, when he began preaching, he performed miracles and healed by, by the lay of hands. And there are healers who can do the same thing like you, who practice Reiki and, and who practice other forms of energy healing. We have to know that uh, the energy fields affect the physical body. And healers can actually cure a lot of diseases like cancer, like diabetes and, and, and 
also common code for that matter, and the energies affect the biological aspects or physiological aspects of a human body. And um, in fact, uh, some people can see the human, human energy fields, like the auras. Uh, Barbara Brennan, a former NASA scientist, could do that. And my friend uh, Roger can do that as well. When a person like Barbara Brennan saw someone having like grayish color in the liver area, about three or six months later, the physical symptoms would manifest in the liver. And, and that has been proven uh, time and time again to be correct. So if you can heal a person from the energy level, from the, uh, from the human energy level, then you can actually prevent the manifestations of physical symptoms. And even after the physical symptoms appear, you can still heal on the energy level and, and so that the, the person can be cured and healed more uh, thoroughly and more effectively than the, uh, than the Western drugs, the pharmaceutical companies, uh, uh, what, what they try to promote the, uh, the, 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 the drugs. And I think the healing abilities are very important and healers are more beneficial than, than conventional drugs. Is there anything else that we would need to touch on that we haven't talked about? I think uh, what we have covered is only about uh, 5 or 7% of the book. There's a tremendous amount of information, practically information in the book that can be very beneficial to the real day lives of the people. And I think one of the most important things is that uh, when we encounter challenges in life, we should look inside for answers. And that's the way to learn because life is a learning process, a journey to learn different lessons. Um, and the way to do that is to meditate and concentrate or just have a good night of sleep because uh, when you wake up, the answers will be provided to you if they're good for your spiritual development. And I think uh, it's important to notice and to take on the challenges that we all face in our lifetime and to use this as a precious opportunity to evolve spiritually. I'd like to have you on again, um, maybe at some point, maybe when I get through this creation of four, more of that, because like I said, the, the system I created will rebirth or birth anything, a business, a, you know, uh, a business, a, a celebrity, whatever it is. Will, because most businesses and most celebrities think they know who their true fan is or true customer, and they're off 20 to 30 percent. So you can use data and pin people against the wall. Uh, and they can't where they can't ask any more questions. And I think there's a very similar process with this creation of four that people have been circling, but they haven't mathematically determined exactly what it is. Maybe when I get more information and we can, you know, have you back on and discuss more about this. But I think there's definitely something there. Uh, that's a piece of the puzzle that if we could get a lot of people on board with, uh, because I, because I said there's two, two mindsets, right? There's a discovery. And this is just something I came up with too. I said, there's two mindsets. There's a discovery mindset and then there's a creator's mindset. And we mostly come from a create uh, from a discovery mindset and it takes you coming from a discovery mindset, it takes you longer to figure out the pieces, just like the periodic table. You know, we got the periodic table in colleges and in all our schools, and it's a bunch of bullshit. It makes no sense. It doesn't connect anything. It's just showing this, this, and this, and it means nothing. But if you come from a creation mindset, you would know what parts of that periodic table go together and you can find answers quicker with a creator's mindset. And I don't, I don't know where that came from either. That just something I came up with, but 
it, that thought process came to me trying to figure out this creation of four. So the more I dig in, we'll have you back on and have a better, have a, have another conversation. Great. It's ancient knowledge. Well, this has been uh, Mr. Samuel Chong, and we're discussing the Theoba Prophecy book. Y'all check it out. We only touched on probably about 8% of what information is needed uh, to be understood by the human race. So I think if, if you want to get out there and learn some stuff, check out this book, The Theoba Prophecy. This has been Samuel Chong again, and I'm John Edmonds Cosma, the CEO of Bang Productions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.